In the federal government, nothing happens until you fill out a form. That's certainly true of retirement, a topic on quite a few federal minds these days. With a rundown on the paperwork you need to keep in mind, federal retirement expert Tammy Flanagan. Tammy, good to have you back. Hey, good morning, Tom. Good to be back. So forms, forms, forms from multiple agencies if you want to retire. Tell us what what you have to keep in mind here. That's right, Tom. Um, when a federal employee retires today, it's more than just sending in one application to your agency for your civil service benefit. Most of our retirees today are now leaving under the FERS system, which, as most people know, is a three-tiered system where you have your FERS retirement benefit, but you also have to think about what are you going to do with your thrift savings plan, and if you're old enough, uh, how about applying for Social Security retirement as well? So it can be a three-stage process where you may turn on the first benefit and delay the other two, or you might want to start receiving all three at once if you want to fully retire. So what forms do people need? I mean, these all of these, is there one place you can find all the forms you need for retirement? Well, the starting place is your agency. Uh, most federal employees would work with their human resource office to file for their FERS or their CSRS retirement benefit. And the forms are usually available on the employee page that you have at your agency but they're also available on the Office of Personnel Management's website because ultimately your civil service and your FERS retirement benefit will be processed by the OPM, and they're the ones who will do the final calculations of your benefit. But you start with that civil service or FERS retirement application, and if you carry government life insurance, you also have to file a form to continue that life insurance benefit in retirement. Your agency will continue your health benefits for you as long as you meet the requirements for that. So the starting place is your civil service FERS retirement with your agency, and then you have to go to the TSP directly and Social Security directly to file for those benefits. Wow, it sounds like something that it's probably a good idea to maybe download all of these things and study them well before you need to actually fill them out. That's that's right. I would suggest the same thing, Tom. Usually employees should start to plan to fill out these forms at least 60 days, if not 90 days, before their planned retirement date. So that's a good time to get the forms, take a look at some of the decisions you have to make as you file for retirement. On the civil service and FERS application, the most important decision you have to make is what kind of a retirement do you want? In other words, do you want a retirement that's just payable during your lifetime and so that that means when you pass away, it dies with you? Or do you want to take a reduced retirement during your lifetime where you get a little less money, but then if you die first, somebody else gets to receive part of your retirement for the rest of your their life. And of course, that somebody else is generally your spouse, but you do have the option to leave that for either a significant other or somebody else who might be financially depending on you. So electing a survivor benefit, just that in itself, can cause you to do some careful uh, thinking about that, calculating what the benefit is with and without Uh, the election, and also considering the value of that benefit to who you might be leaving behind. So there are some fairly complicated decisions to make, some permanent elections you make when you retire that can affect your life down the road. When you decide whether to have the reduced retirement that carries over after your death versus the full amount that only goes until you live, that can't be reversed once you've made that selection? Right. We call that a permanent election, although there are, you know, to every rule, there are exceptions. So if your marriage should end, whether it's through the death of your spouse or the divorce from your spouse, then you can have your annuity restored. Your retirement benefit can then be restored to the unreduced amount. 
But on the other hand, um, if you just decide, hey, uh, I don't like you anymore, I want to stop paying for that benefit, no, you can't do that. Or if you won the lottery and didn't need it anymore, uh, it would not be something that's easily rescinded. So, yeah, you have to think of that as a permanent election. We're speaking with Tammy Flanagan, a federal retirement expert. And what about your health insurance continuance? That must take forms also. Yeah, the form for health insurance continuation is done by your agency. The main thing you have to be aware of as the employee is to make sure you're qualified to keep it. And the two conditions to keep your health benefits is that you've had it for the last five years of your career and that you're retiring with an immediate retirement. In other words, you're not resigning and then going to claim a deferred benefit in, in 10 years from now. So, so the immediate retirement is important, and the coverage for five years means you've been under the federal health benefits umbrella. It doesn't mean you've had the same plan for five years. It doesn't even mean that you've been paying for it, because we do have a lot of federal couples who sometimes the one spouse pays the health premiums for both husband and wife. So in that case, you're still considered covered, even if you're under a family plan, but as long as it's under FEHB. And getting back to the forums, you've mentioned your own agency, the Office of Personnel Management, Social Security, and TSP as four places you've got to go to get forms. Is that all of it? That's right. Yeah, that's enough. (laughs) That's enough right there because uh, with the Office of Personnel Management, that's where you're going to continue your insurance, health benefits, life insurance, your dental and vision coverage, even if you have long-term care all of those insurance benefits get deducted from your civil service and FERS retirement. So OPM is going to be your main contact point once you've retired. So you'll deal with them um, after you've actually retired from federal service. But when the time comes you want to start taking money out of your TSP account, then you're going to deal directly with the thrift savings plan to make an election of a monthly payment or a partial withdrawal from the thrift. And Social Security, I do have to say, would be the easiest one to file for. Uh, You can go to socialsecurity.gov, file for your benefits right online, and they walk you through a questionnaire of uh, the benefits that you might be entitled to, whether it's on your own work record or possibly on the work record of a spouse, a former spouse, or even a, a spouse who has passed away. Yeah, that's another place where, as we've discussed earlier, you need to make some decisions about whether you want a smaller benefit now that lasts longer, and there's several election benefits for Social Security also. That's right. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there, Tom, that with Social Security, the biggest dilemma I think that people face is, do I take it as soon as I'm eligible, which is sometimes as early as age 62 if you're retired, or do I delay that decision to as late as age 70? So you have this eight-year window where you can collect a smaller check at 62 or a much bigger check at 70, but the real determining factor is the end date, which hopefully we don't know. So if you live a long time, you might be glad you waited. If you die early, uh, maybe it's a a situation where get get it while the getting's good. Yeah, of course, if you die early, I guess nothing really matters anyway. (laughs) You wouldn't know the difference, right? (laughs) No, I'm curious as to why OPM has not gathered all of this in a special place for federal employees, because you hear all this talk about digital services and so forth and and deploying different database types of services. And this would seem like a perfect way to gather in everything. So if you go to myfederalretirement.gov or something, it would all be in one place. Wouldn't that be nice? That that was what I thought when I left federal service in 1988. Uh, we were talking about this wonderful automated retirement system that was going to be designed and available 
Um, it, here we are over almost 30 years later, and we still don't have the automation in federal retirement. I, I really can't figure it out. I know there's issues with all the laws that have changed since 1920 that affect the calculation and eligibility for retirement and the fact that the storage of those records had been traditionally, of course, paper storage. And now they have been, for the most part, converted to electronic storage, but they still haven't figured out how to actually do the processing electronically, and and we're still waiting for that to happen. So unfortunately, it's still a paper-based retirement process when it comes to OPM, which means uh, it's going to take a little longer. It's not going to be a click of a button to get your retirement. You have to fill out a paper form. You have to sign it with an ink pen and turn it in, and the whole process can take two to three months uh, after you retire to finalize the claim, and that's if everything goes well. So you have to just wait a little while before taking that cruise. Yeah, I would definitely suggest that when you first retire from federal service and you're waiting for all the dust to settle and that first check to start coming in, I would not, that would not be the time to go on a round-the-world cruise. Um, I would wait until I got my first regular retirement check, make sure my annual leave gets paid out in the lump sum. I got my last paycheck. So that transition from employee to annuitant is a very critical time where you might have to touch base with your agency or with OPM at at times, and you want to make sure you're available and you can make any kind of decisions that might have been left undone. And you can always paint the kitchen. Federal (laughs) retirement expert Tammy Flanagan, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure. We'll post a link to this interview at federalnewsradio.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to all of our interviews at Podcast One or iTunes.